1 Samuel chapter 30. When you have it, say amen. I'll give you a minute there. 1 Samuel chapter 30. Amen. Here we go. This is how it reads. It says, Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, and every man for his sons and daughters. But David, somebody say, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Praise the Lord. Now the Bible here says that David was greatly distressed or troubled. And some translations say troubled. And what's the first thing you do in times of trouble? Do you ignore the problem? Right? Do you run from it? Do you take matters into your own hands and rely on yourself and in your own wisdom? Do you go to friends or family members or do you complain about it? Sometimes when we're going through things, we just complain about it. Sometimes we just worry. We become, you know, worriers, amen? And we start eating. Come on, somebody. <laughs> oh, we start throwing on our oldies, amen? And, you know, we start looking for oldies. And, I mean, this song, they fired me up or something. Or sometimes, you know, some people, maybe some new people, hopefully not people that have been around for a while, Sometimes people get high. Some people go, they need a drink or a glass of wine or a cigarette, right? You ever see the boss outside? He's all worried. Is the shipment going to come in? Is he going to get this job done? Are we going to finish in time? Or sometimes you might need something a little stronger. Huh? Because you got a cannabis card? Amen. From Dr. Wong. Right? The Wong doctor. Right? Do you take your or do you take your problem on Facebook and start blasting everyone? Start throwing people under the bus. For your mistake, and start trying to get people to be on your side, right? So you can, you know, oh, come on, man. Pobrecito, you're all right, you know. See, none of these things I just mentioned will bring peace, healing, strength, or victory in the problem or situation. You see, everybody has distress and problems from time to time. But not every, everyone deals with them or tries to solve their problems in the correct or best way. And what is the best way? Amen? I believe that there's many examples in the Bible of how we should handle our problems and our distresses and our trials and the things that come our way. But one person I want to focus on tonight is King David. He had more than his share of trouble. Amen? In his life. And I'll give you just a few examples. He was, he was pursued by King Saul. His, his king was trying to kill him. Can you imagine that? Just, just seeing I was running from Pastor Esteva and he's trying to kill me. It's, it's the same, you know. Oh, man, I'm, I'm trying, I need to hide. Pastor Esteva's after me. He's, he's going to kill me. Huh? 
He barely escaped several assassination attempts. He had to spend much time hiding in the wilderness. And here we just read his entire family was kidnapped on this occasion. His friends turned against him and were ready. they said they were ready to stone him. They wanted to stone him. They blamed him. He suffered the shame of having committed adultery and murder. His son Amnon raped his, uh, well, David's daughter, his sister, Tamar. And his, his other son, Absalom, murdered Amnon for it. Killed his, he killed his brother. You think you got problems. And then Absalom himself was killed, much to, the, to, the, to David's grief. Need I go on? David was certainly a man with many problems. And you know what? You know, life, in, in life we go through many different trials and tribulations and problems. You see, David was just minding his own business, tending the sheep. Amen? David was the youngest of his brothers. And he was out, you know what, taking care of the sheep, tending the sheep, taking care of them, making sure that, you know what, that the wolves don't get them or the wild animals don't get them. And you know the story. He fought a bear and a lion. And but, you know, he was, he was just minding his own business. I like, have you ever heard Frank Avalos? I was Frank was here. I was going to say, right, Frank? <laughs> because Frank was just minding his own business one day. He was working on his car, and some people from Victory Outreach were evangelizing. And they, they went by his house, and they gave him a flyer and invited, invited him to church, and, and they told him about the home. His boys ended up coming to the home. And, be, and after that, his, uh, Frank and Maxine stuck. They had been here for years in our church. He was minding his own business. And David was minding his own business. He was doing what he was supposed to do. He was the youngest of all the, all the, guy, all the men. He was doing the dirty work. You know, when you're the youngest, right? I remember when I was, I wasn't the youngest, but for, for a minute I was, right? Before my other brother was born. But my dad would say, Tony, throw out the garbage. And Tony would say, David. Dad said, throw out the garbage. And then David would say, hey, Manuel, your dad said, get rid of the garbage. <laughs> That's how it works, right? When you got, you got brothers and you got sisters, you know what? You just say, you try to get over on your on the younger ones. You try to, you know. And here, you know, David was doing the dirty work out there. In the, but how many know that the Bible says that, that the Lord sent Saul to anoint David, to anoint a man in Bethlehem as king, as that was going to be the new king. Amen? And that was David. David was minding his own business. But after that, you know what? All kinds of things David began to go through. David began to go. And what that tells me is that this shows me that once God calls you and once God separates you for his purposes, that you're going to go through trials. Can somebody say amen. You're going to go through tribulations. You're going to go through hardships. And because the devil don't like you, he hates you. And let me tell you something. He ain't going to stop coming after you. He's going to keep pursuing you. Let me tell you something. I've been serving God for 20-something years, and, and the devil has not stopped coming after me. And he, he's going to keep coming. But how many know that you've got to learn to strengthen yourself in the Lord? 
because he's going to come. Amen? Now, what, did, what David did in times of trouble? First, I want to just do a little more background, and then we're going to, you know, I'm going to give you some things that I believe will help you to strengthen yourself in the Lord. Amen? Now, first of all, we see here in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 6, at this time in, the, in David's life, he was living in Ziglag. Having fled from King Saul was after him. King Saul had been pursuing him for a long time because he was jealous of David. Amen? But also we see here that, you know, David, David was now back on the side of the enemy. Amen? See, that can happen to you. Don't let it happen to you. That's what the enemy wants because David, in chapter well, in chapter uh, 16, David is anointed king. Amen? In, well, in, in 17, David killed Goliath. Amen? Right? He defeated the Philistines. They were at, you, you know the story when they were in the valley. And David, you know what? They were just shouting. There was no battle because they were just shouting. Right? And David stepped in and said, you know what? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? You know what? It's talking about my God and it's shouting out these murderous threats and we know David defeated him but here we see in chapter 30 that David is back he's, he's working alongside the Philistines amen and what had happened is that is that Saul, because Saul was was continuing to try to kill him and pursue him uh, David fled and he went from city to city to town to town and he settled here in Ziglag and he was uh the Philistines were still coming after Israel. I mean, they were defeated by David, but they came back. They didn't stop. And I want to tell you, you know what? The enemy ain't going to stop. He's going to keep coming after you. You might wait a little bit, and you know what? He's going to wait for you to lower your guard, for you to stop praying. He's going to wait for you to stop, you know, when you, uh, when you lower your church attendance, when you lower your accountability. When you, you know, you, when, you, when you stop giving, come on, somebody. He's, he's going to come and he's going to try to, you know what, throw a couple hooks on you. Amen. And this is what was happening here in David's life. And, and it says here that David and was now aligned with the Philistines. The Philistines were preparing to battle King Saul and David and his men had gone to join with the Philistines. But the Philistines did not trust David. So they sent him and his men back to Ziglag. Amen. See, the Bible says, that, um, I, don't, I forgot which chapter it was in what I was reading, but what happened is David said, okay, you know what, we'll go help you defeat. He was going to go fight against his own people, against the Israelites. But because he just wanted, he wanted to defeat King Saul because King Saul was trying to kill him. But the Philistines said, you know what? If we, if we go to battle with the Philistines and David and them are, because they were marching behind him. He goes, if they're marching behind me and we start routing the Israelites, David's might, David's gonna, might turn. He might turn for the Israelites and then, you know what, we're going to be in trouble. So he said, no, David, you go, go back to Ziglag. And so they, when they went back, told me to go back to Ziglag, right? And so when they went back, what had happened is the Ammonites 
attacked the village that they were staying in, and they, they, they plundered them. They took everything. They took their women, the children. They took all, everything that they had. And you know what? So when, when, they, when the Philistines sent them back, they went home and everything was gone. That's why they wanted to stone them. That's why they wanted to kill them. They were, they were upset. And David, you know what? David was in distress, the Bible says. Amen? So the town of Ziglag had been attacked and burned by the Amalekites. They took everything, women and children, and all the family, of all the families. Naturally, David is distressed here. But on top of this, the people are ready to kill him for not having been there when he was needed. But notice the last, in verse 6, the Bible says that, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Amen. How do you strengthen yourself when you're going through it? What do you do when the enemy attacks you, when a surprise attack, attack comes your way? Because it's going to happen if it hasn't already. You ever had a surprise attack from the enemy? When all of a sudden, man, boom, something just, out of, you get a phone call out of the blue. The enemy comes, and he, you know what, he tries to defeat you, man. He tries to take everything. He tries to steal your joy and your peace and your love that you have for the Lord. See, in times of trouble, I want to look at, we're going to move to how did David strengthen himself in the Lord. Amen. You need to think about what do you do? What do you do when trouble comes? Huh? You, you worry? Start eating? You start doing all these different things? You know, you start, start getting mad? Start getting angry? You start doing all these different things? Start taking it out on your family? Co-workers? Your wife? Amen. The Bible, you know, when we look at the Bible, in, the, in times of trouble, David often composed psalms, which were actually prayers that David wrote down. Amen. And he collected. See, while pursued by Saul, David wrote Psalms 59.1. Well, actually Psalms 59, but I want to read 1 through 4. This is what David wrote. He said, Deliver me from my enemies, O God, for my fortress against those who are attacking me. Deliver me from evildoers and save me from those who are after my blood. He said, See how they lie and wait for me? Fierce men conspire against me for no offense or sin of mine. Lord, he said, I didn't do nothing. I'm cool. I have done no wrong, he said, yet they are ready to attack me. And David said, arise to help me and look on my plight. And David didn't take his problem, you know what, to anybody else, but he took it to the Lord. He wrote this song, amen. What about you? Do you immediately, do you go to prayer? Do you go to God first or do you go to him last as a last resort? I pray that you learn to drop to your knees. I pray that you learn to get a hold of God. I pray that you learn to go to God's word. See, David, he went to God first. He didn't go to Facebook. He didn't go to Twitter. He didn't go to any of these different things. He didn't, you know what, go to people in the church and try to, you know, gossip and get people 
to, you know what, to be on their side or anything like that. No, you know what, he went straight to God, and he began to ask God, you know what, God, man, these people are after me. These people have done no wrong, but yet they still try to accuse me. They still try to attack me. But you know what, Lord, you are my God. You are my strength. And you know what? I'm going to call upon your name today. And I believe we got to learn how to be a people that put God first where he's our first resort. Now I'm going to give you some scriptures. Some I'm going to read and some I'm going to give you. When David was imprisoned in Gath, he wrote Psalms 56. You can read that later. Fleeing from Absalom, the Bible says, is that he wrote Psalms 3. Verse, uh, well, he wrote, he wrote the whole psalm, but I'm going to read uh, a few more verses here. 1 through 4, this is what David wrote when he was freeing, fleeing from his son. He said, Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying to me, God will not deliver you. Don't people do that when you're going through, through problems, when you're going through hardships and trials? Man, people are like, man, where's their God? Huh? Where's his God at? Amen. But how many know they don't know God like we do? He said, he said but you, Lord, are, are a shield around me. This is what David said. He said, you, Lord, are a shield around me. My glory, the one who lifts my head high. He says, I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. Amen. How many know David trusted in the Lord? See, the first thing I see here is that David prayed. Amen. And he wrote down his prayers. You know, one thing I know that we're doing in our life group is, you know what? We're writing down our prayers. We're putting prayers on a prayer board. And we're writing them down so that, you know what, when God answers them, is that we can see the power of God. We can see God answering our prayers so that, you know what, that you'll have a, a point to go back to to see what God has done and how God has been faithful and how God is all-powerful and how God is able to answer you and how God is able to protect you, how he's able to guide you and how he's able to defeat the enemies that continue to come and try to take you out, take you down. We see that the first thing David prayed to the Lord, the second thing we see that David did to strengthen himself in the Lord was he put his trust, he put all his trust and his hope in the Lord. Amen? And I know we got to learn to do that. we got to learn how to trust God with everything. we got to put all our trust in God. Because sometimes we trust God only so far. Amen? And then we try to, you know, we try to, we try to take matters into our own. We try to get things done ourselves. Amen. In Psalms 56, 3 and 4, the Bible says that, that David, David wrote, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise. In God I trust, and I am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? So we see here, David, you know what he said? When I'm afraid... Right? He said, I put my trust in you. Amen? He said, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you, in God. But this is what he said. He said, in God, 
whose word I praise. In God I trust, and I'm not afraid. See, David, David said, it sounds, it sounds kind of like, you know, what? I'm not afraid. But what David is saying is that, you know what? I've learned that when I'm, in, when I'm afraid, when fear comes upon my life, I put my trust in you, and fear leaves. I don't know if you heard that. See, David said, see, because we know this because there was a time when David had full trust in the Lord. He had so much trust in the Lord is that, you know what, that he stood before the giant and said, you know what, you're going down. I'm going to take you out. You're not going to defile my God. You're not going to defile my people. That's how much trust he had in God. But here we see him running. Here we see him fleeing. Here we see him partnering with, the, with, with the, the enemy that he defeated. He went back. He was on the run. See, but I believe that, you know what, we need to learn to trouble. When, when tri- trials and troubles come, we need to learn to say, you know what, God, man, you know, show me what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing, but I trust in you, God. I'm going to stay faithful to you. I'm going to continue to go to church. You know, I'm going to continue to give my finances. I'm going to continue to do the ministry that you've given to me. I'm going to continue, you know what, to do what you called me to do. I'm going to continue to trust in you. I'm going to continue to live for you, even though I'm going through it, even though I'm going through trials, even though I'm going through hardship, even though the enemy is breathing down my neck, I'm going to continue to trust in you. We got to do that, man. We got to learn, you know what? Because too often, you know what? We find ourselves fleeing like David. Amen. We see people fleeing from the church because they are going through trials, because they're going through a difficult time, even because they made a mistake. You're going to make mistakes, and so am I. We're all going to make mistakes. But David learned how to trust in the Lord. So we see here that David is afraid, but because he put his trust in the Lord, fear leaves. And I believe you need to, you know what, you, you, next time, you know what, the fear comes upon your heart, you know what, just get on your knees, begin to pray and say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to believe in you. I'm going to, you know what, hold on to you. I'm going to, you know what, continue to do what you call me to do. I'm going to live for you, man. I'm gonna, and, 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 and I, you know what David did? David pressed in. We got to learn how to press in. Can somebody say amen? Because the enemy's trying to press you out. See, the third thing we see how David strengthened himself in the Lord was by praising his God. Amen. In the Psalms, in Psalms 59, we see that 59, I'm reading 16 and 17, David said, but I will sing of your strength. Huh? That's what we do when we come here. We come and sing of the Lord's goodness. We come and sing of the, of the Lord's power. We come and sing of the Lord's great. That's why it's important to get here on time. It's important for you to come and get your praise on. Because praising the Lord is half the battle. Don't you, you know, sometimes you come to church and you start praising God and then all of a sudden, man, you know what? Start feeling good. Huh? The worry leaves. The fear leaves. The distress leaves. You know what? And then all of a sudden you're like, man, what was I thinking? What do I want? Why am I so afraid? What am I worried about? Huh? Man is mere mortals, the Bible says. Amen. 
Well, you know what, man? We got to learn that, you know what? Well, we got to learn to just to praise the Lord. We got to learn how to get our praise on. And not only here, but at home. I know pastor talks about that all the time. You got to get your praise on at home. You got to get your praise on in the morning. Amen. Or whatever time you can. You got to make time to get a hold of God and to praise him. Whether you're driving to work. Amen. When you're at work. No matter where you're at, you got to learn to get a hold of God, and you got to learn how to praise Him, praise Him. <laughs> he said, "But I will sing of Your strength in the morning. I will sing of Your love, for You are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble, and You are my strength. And I sing praise to You. I sing praise to You, God." God, it says, you are my fortress, my God on whom I can rely. How many know we can rely on him? We can rely on God. God will not abandon us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And we can hold on to God. You know, sometimes uh, we forget, man. We, we like, we forget that, you know what, to put God first. Amen. And we go through all these different things, like David. David was David fleed from town to town. He was in the wilderness, man. He was here and he was there. They tried to kill him. Matter of fact, David had an opportunity. He had an opportunity to kill Saul twice. He could have took him out. But David wanted to show his leader that, you know what, to, hey man, I, I got no problem with you. You're my leader. I'm not here to, I'm not trying to take you out. I'm not trying to, you know, take your job, man. But if if God calls me to do it, I got to do what God called me to do, not what you called me to do. And he was mad about that. But, you know, David had an opportunity to kill him, and he didn't. See, we face many problems, even as Christians. Some are related to family matters, financial matters, spiritual matters, personal concerns. Some are related to our jobs and issues of emotions and many different things. But in many cases, people try to tackle their problems alone. Amen. Don't try to tackle problems alone. Amen. Learn how to, you know what, to pursue God. Learn how to strengthen yourself in the Lord. Because sometimes there ain't always people going to be around. You're, you know, you can't always rely on your pastor to, you know what, to, to pray for you. Huh? Or your leaders to pray for you. Man, you got to learn how to pray for yourself. Lord, man, I need help, Lord. You're my God. You're my shape, my strength, and my shield. And I need you tonight. I need you today. I need your power. The enemy is after me. But you know what, Lord? I, I can confine in you, Lord God. And I need you today. Lead me. And God, strengthen me, Lord. We got to learn how to pray like that. Let learn to get a hold of God. Oftentimes, you know what, we're, you, know, you, get, you can't get a good night's sleep when, you know, when you're worried, right? Some of you can't get sleep. Sometimes you can't sleep. When I, you know, when I got, sometimes I, I remember one time my wife goes, how can you sleep? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, men, you know, they hit the pillow and they're out. <laughs> you know, they're snoring. And women, it takes them a little longer sometimes. And, uh. I remember one time, I don't even remember what we were going through, but we were going through something, you know, we are going through, hard, you know, 
through something. I don't know what it was. But I just remember her saying, how could you sleep at a time like this? <laughs> you know what? But deep down inside, I know that, you know what? Because God's in control. Huh? God's in control. And all I need to do is get a hold of God. I need to do is pray and release my troubles, release my anxieties, give them to the Lord. Amen. But you know what? Sometimes we make it too complicated. Amen. We try to tackle things alone. They leave God completely out of the picture. And sometimes they even forsake him entirely by no longer praising him, by no longer reading his word daily, by neglecting the assembling of the saints. Right? When we gather together to edify one another and worship God together. The reason is often expressed this way. Let me, let me go get my thing, you know, my life together. Let me go get these things together and I'll be back. Amen. Then I'll be able to, you know what, to serve God. I'll be able to do what God wants me to do. But how many know that we need to serve God now? We need to do what God calls us to do now, today. We, you know what, we got to put the excuses aside. we got to put the, you know, the worries aside and trust in God because God is with us. God is leading us, amen. God will not forsake us. God is not, you know what, God means us no harm. God wants us to have the best. God wants us to live the abundant life. God wants to pour out and shower us with blessings and many different things. You see, God considers a person that isolates themselves and, and, and to himself and beats to himself. He says that they are cursed, amen. I don't know if I can pull it up here. See, this might work. Praise the Lord. And this is what it says in Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 5, it says, Thus saith the Lord, Curses the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. Amen. But blessed, in, but blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Amen. So, it says there in Jeremiah that, the, that those that, you know what, that try to go do things alone, that, that you know what, that you're under a curse. Amen. And I, don't, I know God don't want us living under a curse, but he wants us living under the blessings of God. He wants us living in the fullness of God and in the power of the living God. And he wants to see us be able to, you know what, to, to, to be an example, to be a light for him, to show others that there's hope that we can get through the difficulties of life, that we can get through our problems, that we can get through our setbacks, that we can get through our mistakes, because we've made many. Can somebody say amen? Especially Victory Outreach folk. God is with us. God loves us. God wants the best for us. See, a lot of times we hear this phrase that that God helps those who helps themselves. But how many know that's not true? Amen. 
Because God don't want us to help, help ourselves. God wants to be our help. He wants to be our strength and our shield. But how me know that God helps those who trust in Him? Amen. He don't help those who help themselves, but rather God helps those who trust in the Lord with all their hearts. And they don't lean, lean on their own understanding, but they lean on the word of the Lord. They learn on the power of God. They learn on the God who touched them and saved them. You see, you know, when I look at this story, I was reading the whole chapter of 1 Samuel. And when you look at the story, we all have a Goliath, you know, when we first came to the Lord. Amen. I know mine was, mine was, I was a crack monster. Amen. And, and it didn't start there, but it started, you know, when we're young, you start a little bit of this, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little more of this, and a little more of that. And we start going to other things. Amen. But, and, and you know, it didn't really turn into a Goliath until, I, I took a hit of crack cocaine, amen, and that was in 1991, and from there all hell broke loose, come on somebody, huh, and you know, but we all have our Goliath, you have one, I don't know whether it was alcohol, it was marijuana, whether it was girls or guys or, you know, pornography or, you know, uh, anger or hatred or you know, I don't know what it is. You know what it is. Amen. And David fought his Goliath. But after that, David still went through many trials and tribulations. And many of you, you know, you know what? You downed your Goliath already. But now, you know, you're going through different battles. David, after that, David went through different battles. He went through different wars. He went through different hardships. And because and we think that... Christianity is just going to be a tiptoe through the tulips, right? Tiny Tim. Come on. Some of you, you if you're old enough, you know Tiny Tim. <laughs> just a little banjo. <laughs> we think it's going to be like that, you know, just tiptoe through the tulips. Amen. But no, you know what? It's going to be war. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be, you know, what hardship. The Bible says, work out your fear and trouble. You know, you're going to have to fight for it. It's not going to be easy all the time. You're going to have to learn to fight, and you're going to have to learn to strengthen yourself in the Lord. And that's why, you know what, every time we come to, you know, to, to Bible study, every time we come to service, every time we come to a, to a meeting, every time we go to a regional, every time we go to a conference, you know what, we're training ourselves. We're getting ready, man. We're, you know, getting ready for the enemy to come so that, you know what, we can, you know what, man, when he comes, hey, get off me, man. Get off me. So we can, you know what, we could give give the knockout blow. We're not going to win them all, but we're going to win many. Amen? See, because there's even some times when God, in his love for you and I, he's going to allow hardship to come into us to see if we're still going to fight. Huh? Or are we just comfortable? Huh? Or are we just a spectator now? God don't want us to be a spectator. He wants us to be in the ring. He wants us to be in the battle. He wants us to fight the good fight of faith. And we got to continue to fight. Amen. Maybe the worship team could come up. So we can learn from David, a man that had many trials. You know what? Read the book of 1 Samuel. 
read it and look, and look at, uh, at David's life and look at the different things that he went through and look what he did in the end. But David was called a man after God's own heart in the end. And I believe that God wants you to be called a man or a woman after God's heart. Maybe you went through some defeats. Maybe you're worried right now. Maybe you're going through a time of worry, time of stress, time of hardship financially. Maybe your kids are, you know what, they're, they're not acting right. Come on, they don't always act right. You, never, you didn't always act right when you were a kid. Neither did I. But it gets hard. It's hard sometimes, with, even with our kids. We go through trials. We go through hardships. But who are you going to rely on? Who are you going to call upon? See, I believe that, you know what, God, you know what, it, it, we make it, we make things difficult sometimes. And God is a simple God. Amen. Sometimes he just wants us to get back to the basics. He wants us to get back on our knees. He wants us to, to be faithful. He wants us to, you know what, to continue to come to church, to continue to get into the, to our word. He wants us to continue to spend time with him daily. He wants us to, you know what, to, to continue to pray, to get a hold of God like we used to. But sometimes we think that, hey, you know what, I'm all right. That's why sometimes we get sucker punched. We ain't ready for it. Huh? Some of you, I believe that God wants, you know what? He wants you to pour out your heart to him. He wants you to seek God like never before. Because he wants you to be the, he wants you to strengthen yourself in him. He wants you to strengthen yourself in him. Not, nothing else is going to work. I'm telling you right now. You're going to waste time. Don't waste time. Time of his essence. Jesus is coming back. It's not a game. You, you know what, man? God, you know what? God wants to save your children. He wants to, he wants to strengthen your marriage. He wants to get your, that kid that's, you know, going wayward and hayward. But are you doing everything you can do? Are you trusting in God by getting a hold of Him? By praising Him? Praising Him like you don't, you just don't, you don't care who's watching. You don't care who's, who hears you. But you're, you know what? You know that you know and you're pursuing God because you know that God is the answer. That God is going to, you know what? That He is going to be faithful to your situation. Go ahead and stand with me. Praise the Lord. Some of you, now that you're serving God, be going through more things. And all that means is that, you know what, God wants you to press in. You need to press in some more. Things ain't changing. You're seeing, you know what, man, but you know what, just keep pressing in. Don't give up. Don't give in, but keep fighting. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. David prayed. 
David trusted and David prayed. And then in the end, he danced. Amen. And you and I, one day we're going to dance. And we're going to dance on streets of gold. Huh? Solid gold. Huh? We're going to dance on the streets of gold one day. In the heavenlies. With the King of Kings. And the Lord of Lords. Strengthen yourselves. In the Lord. Hallelujah. Bow your heads with me. And I want to. I want to open up the altars, and if you're going through something right now, if you're distressed, you're worried, you're going through a difficult time, whether it is your marriage, your finances, your spiritual life, I believe you need to run up to this altar right now. You need to come up to this altar.